0: Season's greetings! I'm Rob Alley. And I am J.P. Mutter. And you're listening to Michael's Record Collection.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Michael's Record Collection. The podcast where we talk about great music with the people who make it and the people who love it. This is episode number 96. I'm your host, Michael Citro. I am welcoming Rob and JP from The Great Song Podcast. Really happy to have those guys on. I've been wanting to have them on for a while. They have a great show. We're going to talk a little bit about their show. But they're here to help me explore a very interesting topic, and that is second singles. The premise is very simple. We're going to pick songs that we like that were the second single from an album that we like better than the lead single from that album and the kicker is that we have to like that lead single from the album so we can't just pick a second single from an album where we didn't like the first single we have to find an album that had a good first single but we like the second single more so maybe it's a little bit more of a difficult topic than it needed to be rob and jp were great sports and they helped me talk about it as well as their show before we get to that i do want to remind you to go to michaelsrecordcollection.com that's my website There's a link there. You can sign up for my free e-newsletter. Get it in your email every week. There are also links to all my social media sites. It's at Mike's Records on Twitter and at Michael's Record Collection on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and the very seldom used TikTok, at least to this point. There's also a link there to my Patreon, or you can go to patreon.com slash Collection. Check out the different levels of support. For as little as $2 a month, you can support this independent show. And the more support you give, uh, well, the more you get back in return. I also invite you to write to me at Collection at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Let me know what you're thinking. Well, let's get to this week's very convoluted topic with Rob and JP from The Great Song Podcast. Here we go. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Michael's Record Collection. We have a little bit different show for you this time out. I'm welcoming a couple of guests to help me talk about the best second singles. And then what we're doing is we're picking second singles that we liked better than the first single that came out from an album, even though we liked that first single. So it's it's a little bit of a convoluted topic, but uh, no one better here to go through a convoluted topic than... (laughs) jp and rob from the great song podcast (laughs) guys welcome
2: Uh, convoluted that's us we're yeah let's do this
1: (laughs) get those fingers dirty (laughs) I'm, i'm gonna ask you the question i always ask my guests and uh i guess because if you're watching this video you'll know why i'm doing it in this order because i'm seeing jp on the top and rob on the bottom so i'm gonna always go to jp first just
2: well, that's a. I'm normally the, the other guy. I'm the. Uh, you know, I can actually start with a joke that's related to that. So we kind of a running joke on our podcast that I'm the Steve Kerr of the podcast, and Rob is like the Michael Jordan and Pippin and everybody all combined in one. He's the talent, but every now and then I'll come in and hit a clutch three. But uh, sports fans, maybe that'll. That'll uh, resonate. I actually have a Steve Kerr jersey downstairs with a good story to go with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he says we have a joke, he means he has a joke. <laughs> he has a joke. <laughs> well, thank right, you well, with me. Most most of the time Rob kicks it off. Uh, he starts uh, every week of our podcast. <laughs> All but... right. Well, this
1: is this is a nice little turnabout. Since it's not your show, you get to you get That's to right. go first. So uh, right. I'm gonna I'm ask JP, good. what was your first favorite
2: record? Oh man! Um, so I can do this a couple of different ways. I guess the first cassette I ever bought was uh, "Boys to Men" "Kuliha Harmony." I was in the fifth grade. <laughs> and I bought it at Cat's Music. Mm. And, um, for the East Tennessee folks, it's in Knoxville, Tennessee. Cat's Music uh, was the junk. Um, and so, yeah, I uh, we, I mean, Boys to Men was big at the time. I wasn't really big into necessarily, you know, R and B and hip hop, but that was kind of kind of the thing and uh, my grandparents were with us in the car and my mom's like okay you can listen to it in the car but you've got to sit in the very front and like put your head against the dash and we'll like we'll fade all the music to the front speakers like there's no way today that parents would be like get up here in the front in the middle and pin your head against the dash and listen but uh yeah that's just was- cuz they didn't want to hear it I well cuz they didn't want to offend my grandparents.
1: Oh. We would hilarious. rather have our child die right than <laughs> to offend the grandparents. That's right. Yeah, if you'll just put your
0: head like to the side of where the airbag would actually help you if we got in an accident. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, it's, it's I don't even know if there were airbags then. This is like, <laughs> Yeah, so that's uh that's the first one I remember buying but fell in love with. I'll table that while Rob gets his answer and I'll pass to him. All right, Rob. I, uh, I probably the the
0: immediate answer for me the first the first r- favorite record of mine that wasn't like a record of my dad's that I loved was probably a weird Al album of some sort one of the um like dare to be stupid or <laughs> one of those off the deep end was probably it mhm yeah that's Sorry JP great. I didn't give you much time to think no, no I need-
2: and
1: then he took a drink
2: I took yeah. the- <laughs> I'm a I drink a lot of water. So Rob actually has to tell me like I can't have ice or anything, or I'll be like <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> You'll see me chugging a bunch of bottles of water. Um fell in love with man. Yeah, you know, I I would probably go something I grew up ex- like in a in a pretty conservative home, so we listened to a lot of like Christian music growing up. So I grew up on a band called Petra that I was a big fan of. I don't know if y'all have heard of Petra. Striper? You remember Striper? Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. They yeah. had an album called To Hell With The Devil and Soldiers Under Command that I just loved. <laughs> Striper. So, um, but I was a, a guy, there's a guitar player named Phil Keggy that I cut my teeth on. I know so Phil I would, Keggy. Probably, he's got good, he's okay, a great I, guitarist. I'm probably going to go first album I ever fell in love with is flip side by Phil Keggy. Um, so there's my answer.
1: All right. Excellent. So the great song podcast, you guys can choose however you want to do this. Describe for someone who's never heard your podcast. What do you guys bring to the table? What is somebody going to be able to expect when they download your show?
0: So I, I think the thing that characterizes our show and JP, you can chime in at any point, but I, I think the thing that characterizes our show is energy um really more than like you know every podcast tries to come prepared and everybody tries to do their research and whatever but i I think what is that what i'm doing wrong right (laughs) (laughs) but uh you know i think the thing I, i think the thing that the thing that we hear from guests very often is that they love our excitement and they love that like we really love what they're doing and um and jp always goes like super deep on people e- even if it's somebody that like he's not as familiar with he'll go super deep until he finds stuff that he just absolutely loves um and so being being genuine and being excited i think are the things that probably have helped us you know uh to kind of grow and and catch more people
2: we uh it, rob i mean you could kick him our intro we've done the same intro we're in season 11 we're coming up on season 11 and we've done we're almost to episode two we'll hit episode 250 this season nice. and we've done the same intro for like 200 plus of them and awesome. i think that, that's probably how i would answer it rob you want to just kick it and i that, do my i gotta do my loud voice hold on my kids are in bed let's try it, let's try it.
0: <laughs> seasons greetings and welcome once again to the great song podcast i'm rob alley I'm J.P. Mosier. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should, too. And then we say, J.P., how you doing today, man? And he says,
2: Doing fantastic. And then I give a fantastic related to the episode or something yeah. that ties us in, and we go from there. Um, but, yeah, that's that's kind of us. We uh, And we get to interview a lot of artists. I, I've I've heard a few of your... Of yours, I saw you got to hang out with Corky Lang, which is kind of cool for us to yeah. see. That was kind of yeah. neat. I always like seeing the ones that we both hung out with and listen to some of the different different things that are covered. Um, but that's something that's been neat for, for us is getting to interview these people that we grew up listening to. So that's kind of neat. Yeah, yeah Corky
1: was a wild one because that was the day that we found out Charlie Watts died. And that was yeah. during that show.
2: Wow. Oh, Wow. Yeah. It's crazy that it's with a, dr- you know, you're with freaking mountains drummer when you went on that day. Yeah. Dang. But so yeah. who,
1: are the, who are some of the, the favorite guests you've had or, or the ones that you, you thought maybe there's no way we get this person. And then you ended up getting them.
0: Go ahead, Rob. I, yeah. yeah I, I always think of Dave Barnes. Uh, he's been one of our, he's been our most frequent guest at this point. But when he first came on, we were, he, he was like, you know, it was like no way. Cause he's legit. Just one of our favorite artists period and he's you know still in the middle of his career and so for us to get him was awesome and then he you know we got to be like in person with him in studio and we just gelled with him immediately and so it was you know right away he was like when can I come back on and um and so now he's been on with us like nine ten times I don't know he's you know everybody's favorite guest and so he's the one that I always just go I can't believe that happened it's hard it's hard for me to register um that that actually but there's been so many that we just go we you know we you, in the zoom call or whatever and you go dude we just talked to blah 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 you know mark farner was the one that we just went what you know i don't know who you got jp who you always yeah, say i
2: was i was gonna the reason i looked down at my phone i wasn't being rude i was we actually answered this question <laughs> so to, bored today to if he asked us the other day he's like who's your five you know favorite that you've had on there and i was trying to think um but i really i thought getting uh don mcclain was pretty cool talk about yeah. him there. I thought that was neat. Um, I, I'm a big Sticks fan. I'm a huge Sticks fan. So we had Lawrence Gallon from Sticks. So I kind of geeked over that one. Um, that was fun to me. And then we've got. I don't want to be the guy that like teases, but we've got two next season that I'm like, I can't believe we landed them. Like, there's a yeah. couple like when pretty is, legendary uh, so, ones that we have coming on that I'm Michael. I'm
1: so when is this about.
2: When is this episode um, set to
1: drop? I think we will go uh, the week after next as we are recording this. Okay.
2: Yeah. Well then, so what, de- what day? No, I'm
1: it? sorry. It will go next week. It would be the first uh, week, uh, the first of February, 2nd of February, whatever that Thursday is. All okay. Right. Well, then, okay. So
2: then, yeah.
0: So we'll just cool. say our season, our season uh, opener is next week. Then there's later this, that week. And uh, we've got a heck, a heck of a doozy in store for the season opener
2: and the uh the thing that i think is neat that we do too is like we had um dave haywood from lady a if y'all are Mm. if you have any country fans and then we had you know dc the brain supreme from tag team so we don't (laughs) just stay like in the we don't just stay in the classic rock that's that's more of our our genre i guess if we're gonna pick one it's a lot of classic rock a lot of modern well we had a whole 90s month section where we had jen blossom's fastball you know all those guys but uh we, we kind of run all over the place. So. Yeah, you've
1: had some great guests. Uh, you've had, um, you know, Andrew Ferris of NXS, for example. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, that's right. That was awesome. Yeah, 80s month was great, too. I forgot we had all that. We had, yeah, that was that was a fun one. 70s month was fun, too, with yeah. Looking Glass and and all those guys. That was a, a goodie, so.
1: Yeah. My guy that I didn't think I could get was also from sticks. I had Dennis DeYoung. Dennis
2: Young, Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. That was cool. I liked uh, the approach you went with him too. I thought that was that was really neat. And I I don't want to talk about all the things that I've listened to of yours as we go through, but I've got a thing or two that I want to talk on that. That uh, well, I guess I can give this as a rule out the gate. You well, you want to tell <laughs> the concept, and I'll tell you one of the rules that I have based on an episode that you did.
1: Okay, so the concept <laughs> of what we're talking about in this episode is I thought it would be interesting. Everybody kind of comes out of the gate. Usually, you think the record company would know what they really want to promote. They really want to like put a song out there. This is the album we're going to put out. This is the single. And a lot of times those singles are really good songs, but they're not the best songs. And I, I think sometimes that might be done on purpose, but other times I think maybe they just don't know what they have. So my thought was let's find songs that we love more than the first single, but like a, an album might have six, seven singles off of it, but it's that second one. It's the second one. That we really that really grab this. And then you know, maybe the fifth single is even better, but uh it's it's basically to prove the point that the first single isn't always uh correct.
2: Yeah. Well that, that'll okay. That'll cue me onto my first rule that I set for myself. So on your 53rd episode, you discussed journey escape. So I had to rule out all things journey because you and Dave like would have done a much better thorough job than I would. As much as I'm a big journey fan, you guys, you did a great job running that gamut. And I know Don't Stop Believing was a number two. So sorry if I took (laughs) one here. You can talk about it later. But I said no journey. So I made that as a rule for me. I also said that I can't discuss anything Beatles because... That's something that I did for me because every Beatles song is, is you could get it, whether it's first, second. So I made a rule, no Beatles. And, and then I learned along the way that every Garth album, I like his fourth track, the <laughs> Okay, <laughs> uh, Those are three. Th- I was, I was like, there's going to be a Garth thing on here that I really like, but the dance track four that summer from the chase album track four. So those are my three guidelines that I set. That's funny. Okay. Went- that's
1: great. Yeah. I also thought about that. I thought about the journey thing and I went, we we're like talking kind of, about
2: dreams. Kind of already covered that, right? <laughs>
1: <So> <laughs> I had no rules
0: whatsoever. I'm completely <laughs> lawless in this action.
2: No rules, just right.
1: Like yeah. Elfback Steakhouse <laughs> or whatever it was. The, uh, just to, just to kind of wrap what we're talking about with, with your show, you guys, uh, have been doing this a little while, as you said, you're coming up on 250, which is an amazing milestone for podcasting, but how did you get started? What made you think this is a, something that we want to do? I was,
0: uh, taking my kids to school one day and, uh, dropping them off after the, you know, in the morning and, um, walking in Memphis was playing on the radio and I'm pulling out of the school. And the third verse is on for walking in Memphis. It gets to the, the end of that third verse. Uh, you know, Muriel plays piano, that whole verse. And it comes to the end where it says, uh, she said, tell me, are you a Christian child? And he said, ma'am, I am tonight. Um, And that line just, I just, you know, I knew this, obviously I knew the song, uh, but I just went, my gosh, that line, just that line is so good. You could spend an entire podcast just talking about that line. And I went, oh snap. I really could spend an entire podcast just talking about that line. And so. I I in my brain it was immediately I don't know because it would have been like six a.m. where you are JP so I don't know if it was immediately but maybe I sent you a message or whatever but in my brain right away I picked up a phone and called you and said dude we're starting a podcast and JP goes what's a podcast <laughs> like <laughs> at that point not so much not so much with the podcasting
2: he's like what are we talking about here what do you, what do you mean um. By the time we recorded our first episode i'd only listened to one podcast and that was serial which yeah. is nothing like what we do <laughs> sure yeah
0: so i was like you know we're like he's like how we're we gonna do it i was like i don't know we'll figure it out you know the the zoom method wasn't really prevalent at that point uh and so we literally to this day we're actually i'm leaving tomorrow to head to jp's house and we're going to record all day and we do um you know blocks we'll record as many episodes as we can in a day or we're like you know here's a day full of interviews, and then we'll catch up with the episodes later, that kind of thing. Um, and we still record together to this day, even though we have this <laughs> Zoom capability. So, but that's that's how we started. I was like, dude, we, we have to do this. And um, it's been awesome because at that point, you know, we might have seen each other maybe once a year, you know, something like that every year, 18 months even. Um, but now we see each other every month, a couple times a month, you know, depending on the thing. So it's been awesome.
1: All right. Well, that's, that's great. I mean, it's great when you can get together and do that because then you can riff off each other. You sometimes the zoom thing, when two people are talking, it gets awkward for a second, that kind of yeah. thing. So yeah, we've run across that before, but you guys can be found on all the major platforms. You can be found obviously at, at greatsongpodcast.com And And uh, we'll give that information again later at the end when, when we wrap up, but uh, it's, it's fun to listen to. It's fun to, uh, To sort of when you guys drill down to something like, um, you know, like a a riff or something, I always enjoy that. Do you each kind of bring your own ideas in for this is something I want to talk about? Then you go see if you can get the guest or do you see if you can get a guest and then find a song that you want to talk about with that guest?
2: You want to handle that, JP? I'll take that one. So I, I'm i kind of the guest getter. Like that's kind of my, th- and the, we made the, st- the Steve Kerr joke earlier. Whenever I land somebody, I'll just send Rob a picture of me wearing the Steve Kerr jersey. And I'm like, you want to play a game? And then we'll play a game like where he tries, to, I send him clues and we try to guess who it is. Mm-hmm. So the way we pick the get, I always, it's stuff that we've talked about in the past. We like a lot of the same music. So um, it's it's not hard for we're we're always pretty in agreement on the guest in terms of prep. We don't prep with each other before. So when we sit down, so that's one of the hardest things that we've had to work through is we'll find a piece of research and be like, hey, just as a heads up. But we don't, we sit down and we go. So, and that makes it kind of fun because we don't know where it's going to land.
0: Yeah. We get our genuine reactions to each other's information in real time, you know, with no, with no prep. And so it's a lot of fun. It's very, you know, it's really conversational and we'll, and we'll go, dude, we have got to record this episode soon. I cannot sit on this little tidbit any longer, you know, whatever.
2: Like. (laughs) We do sections each each episode where we do a stump the genius game where I make the joke that Rob's the genius and we do a stump the genius game and then we do a meet the band section um, where I I discuss the band um, and Rob does the theory because he's way smarter than me on that stuff but on the but like there's an episode we're doing tomorrow that I had this bit of band that i learned i didn't know this person played on this album and did this and i can't wait to share it and it's been killing me and i can't wait to record the episode tomorrow. <laughs> so it's stuff like that that uh, that makes it fun but the the re- reactions in real time is is a lot more fun so that's kind of how we do it
1: and how often do you both nail down the same tidbit that you're excited to bring to the other one and the other one's like that's what i was going to bring
0: I, I would say Pretty often, there's at least some crossover in stuff that we find because you end up, you know, everybody kind of ends up in their their um preferred like wells where they find their information. you know what I mean? So there's a lot, you know, we'll have some crossover, but the the best is when we find something that's like major that the other one didn't find, you know what I mean, or something that's really, really interesting that the other one didn't
2: find. I'd say one hundred percent on both of those. I'd say every episode, there's something that we both knew. And then I say that every episode, there's something that we're both like, no way. Are you kidding? I didn't know. So I think that's kind of neat.
1: The reason I ask is because you guys are friends and you have similar musical tastes. So, you know, sometimes that kind of bleeds into everything else. So, but that's good. It's good that you have that, that moment of surprise uh, in in the show and and you can, uh, you can geek out over something that you maybe weren't aware of. So that's cool. Absolutely. All right. So we each picked five songs where we liked the first single from the album, but we like the second single a little more, at least a little more, maybe a lot more in some cases. And I'm going to start. We're going to go around Robin. JP's going to go first and then Rob and then I'll I'll bring up the oh, rear here. So JP is awesome. first. What's your Man, first song? I really
2: am the, ca- the captain of this thing. Okay. So, first one, I'm going Eric Clapton. I'm going to actually show the for the for the listeners, which project there go. I'm going <laughs> Eric Clapton Journeyman. Um, the first single was Pretending. It's mm-hmm. a great, great song, but the second one I love, it's Bad Love. grammy for best of male vocal mm-hmm. um it was released as a second single uh, in march of 1990 the album came out in 89 on guitar um other than than clapton is phil palmer alan clark plays keyboard pino palandino plays bass don't let the video fool you nathan east plays bass in the video so everybody thinks nathan east played bass on the track but he doesn't it's pino um and phil collins on drums couple of backing vocalists, y'all probably won't know, but Katie Kissam and Tessa Niles. His label was like, write another Layla. And he's like, okay, no problem. Let me just do a fiery <laughs> intro riff, which it has the... Ba-da-ba-da-da. So he's got that, the little badge-like bridge section, and voila, you got it. So it's not Layla, but I love Bad Love, the second single from Journeyman by okay. Clapton. Well,
1: I agree though. with you. I like that song better also than Pretending, although I do like Pretending. Yes. hey,
2: <laughs> right, that's my number one All right. Rob,
1: what
0: do you got i went this is very on brand for me for anybody who's listening who knows me already uh i went with the soundtrack to batman forever big big superhero guy and i thought that'd be a fun one to do and so i looked up the single release order and so it just so happens that uh on june 5th 1995 from that soundtrack you two Released, hold me, thrill me, kiss me, kill me, which I love. I love that song, and it's a great song. But the next day, on June sixth, nineteen ninety-five, Seal dropped "Kiss from a Rose," which is, of course, all-time classic smash from the Batman Forever soundtrack.
3: There used to be a gray and tower alone on the sea. You became the light. The dark side of me Love remains A drug that's Higher not the pill But did you know That when it snows My eyes become large And the light that you shine Can't be seen
0: had the video that was like you know using uh it's part of the sets and all that stuff and so anyway batman forever soundtrack is one of my favorite soundtracks but um yeah that one Got to go.
2: Got to give the edge there to steal. I cannot believe you did that. And I'm going to pause you because mine's not the Batman, but my number two in order is free oh. <laughs> <Dude. laughs> Second single is Kiss from a Rose. Wow. So first one is Prayer for the Dying. That is crazy. That's hilarious. was released June 18th on my birthday. That's nuts. Okay, I've got some alternates in case we duplicated. So okay, the- I did too. I did. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to throw that one, but that was my number two. Okay, that's hilarious.
1: You guys okay. are way more prepared than me. I brought five, and that's all I got. So <laughs> for crossover, I'm, I'm, I'm screwed.
2: Nine. I'm narrowing down as we go, but that was seriously my number two. That's crazy. That's,
1: that's I, I love amazing. where this is going already. That's that's uh, two very distinct and different uh, types of song, and and I'm really kind of glad you went with a soundtrack. I didn't even think to go with a soundtrack, so that's really cool. I'm going to start off with the I'm going to break JP's rule about no beatles <laughs> okay all righty i'm starting off with the beatles now the funny thing about the beatles is it's hard to do them in this kind of format because so many of their singles were released without an album right. just putting out a single it was a different era and that kind of thing and some of the some of the albums are listed they don't actually list any singles as being released or it's a double-sided single yeah so uh, i did find one though and uh, I'm going to go chronological, so I'm starting with the oldest one. And I
2: in thought about college. doing that. I'm glad you did. I like that. <laughs> that's, that's way smarter than us. I
1: didn't know how else to do it. But uh, <laughs> So I went with the Beatles' Let It Be, which was released March 6, 1970 from, of course, the album Let It Be, which was released May 8, 1970. So the single preceded the album. And uh, it was the second of three singles from the album. It followed "Get Back," which came out in April of '69, and it was before "The Long and Winding Road" came out in May uh, May of 1970, just three days after the album dropped. So, by the third day after the album dropped, they were done releasing singles from it. But of course, <laughs> what most of those songs have been played on FM radio for years now.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But um, it was uh, it was written and sung by Paul McCartney. Obviously, a song inspired by. Paul having a dream about his, his dear departed mother. And um, I love that the, uh, it, just the way he sings it is, is I think it's one of his sweetest lead vocals in all of his time with the Beatles. It's just the way he, he just sings it with such love, I guess. And, uh, and of course the piano is excellent and there's, there's actually different versions of this and you can even go on the streaming sites and, and, like play the version that's on the number ones and play the version that's on the album. And they're different. The album has an edgier guitar. They ramp up the orchestral stuff on the, on the album version. And I love both of them. I I wouldn't, wouldn't be able to pick one over the other. I don't think, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's whether it's the stripped down piano only version or, uh, or the, you know, big percussion and, and soft choir and all of that. It's a fantastic song. I love get back to obviously, but this was just on another level for me. This thing went to number 1 on the Billboard Hot 100 and the Adult Contemporary charts. It was number 1 in 10 other national charts around the world, but ironically, it was not number 1 in the UK. It only made it to number 2. That's insane. Yeah. Interesting <laughs> stuff. So I'm starting off with the Beatles. And that That's brings solid Brings this back around to you, JP.
2: That's the other thing I didn't want to be. I didn't want anybody to have to follow the Beatles. That's impossible. To do. <laughs> what you say? It's not. Uh, well, this is my, I guess, number two. I had it as number three, but I scratched two. Um, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do Coldplay section. So um, I couldn't. I'm gonna give you my answer, and then I'm gonna tell you what made it tough. So I'm going parachutes. Uh, the second single was Yellow. Look at the stars. Look how
3: they shine for you And everything you do Yeah, they were all Called yellow. So then I took my turn. Oh, what a thing to done. And it was all
2: yellow. Um, it came out in June twenty sixth, of two thousand. The first one was Shiver, came out March of twenty twenty. Um, so about three months apart, but it was tough for me to go cold play because the next three albums actually like the second single better. So fix you is the second one off X and Y and the title track off of Viva La Vida was the, the second one off that. Look at that. Rob, you'll recognize that barcode. It's McKay's bar.
0: Heck yeah. (laughs)
2: And then on on go uh, well not the net, not chronological but on ghost stories, um, sky full of stars was number two and magic was number one. So I always like their second ones better. So that made it tough for me. But I landed on yellow first time I saw them. I've seen Coldplay m- multiple times. If you guys get a chance to see them, great show. They first time I saw them, the, everything they give you these bands and it's the whole place is yellow and then these cannons explode, freaking paper mache <laughs> butterflies everywhere. It's freaking awesome. Um so that that's my number 2 pick. Um I don't think I think it charted 4, number 4 if I'm right on that. I'm going out off of memory that. Um, I did not realize that Yellow was the second single. I thought Yellow was their debut single. Oh, Shiver was the first one off that album. That album's good. I mean everything they did is good, but um yeah, Sparks trouble. It's all good stuff, but uh for Yellow is my pick for number 2 of second single.
1: Yeah. I love this. This, These are all very different songs so far. So that's very, very cool. And Rob, we are up to your number two.
0: All right. I went with an album that I love so dearly. This is definitely in my top 10, maybe in my top five albums of all time. Um, And so it hurts to say that I even prefer one song over the other, but it's just true from recovering the satellites by counting crows The first single was Angels of the Silences, and the second single is A Long December. And how can you argue with A Long December?
3: Drove up to Hillside Manor sometime after 2 a.m. And talked a little while about the year. I guess the winter makes you laugh a little slower. Makes you talk a little lower About the things you could not show her And it's been a long December And there's reason to believe Maybe this year will be better than last I can't remember all the times I tried to tell myself to hold as
0: they pass. i mean it is just a whole mood we did a whole episode on it cool. as a season finale i think and uh you know i it's just just un- unbeatable bulletproof song mm-hmm. so that i i hate to say i love one song on that album more than another but uh golly yeah you, you can't go wrong there
1: i'm asking you to decide between your children. I mean, that's, that's it. That's the assignment, but uh, <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and I, I agree completely that I think that, uh, long December, I mean, it's an iconic song for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's probably their number one signature song, I, you know, I guess, I mean, a lot of people still do know Mr. Jones, but I think probably long December has had
1: longer legs even than Mr. Jones did. All right, I guess that brings me up to number two. And you know, you you talked a little earlier about you were surprised that Yellow was the second single uh, for Coldplay, and I'm I was surprised to find out that this was the second single because it came out in 1978. I was I was a very tender uh, 11 years old at the time, and um, not really into progressive rock or album oriented rock quite so much at that point. But I'm going with Kansas. From the uh, seventy-seven October release, Point of No Return, I'm going with Dust in the Wind. This was, uh, was released January 16th, 78. Uh, so just a couple of months after the album was uh, came out, or a few months after the album came out, it's the second of three singles from the record. It, uh, it followed the title track, which came out in October of 77, uh, which I really wasn't aware that that was a single. I know that uh, it, it's a popular song for them. And uh, then it preceded Portrait, He Knew, which came out in May of 1978. The B-side was Paradox. It was written by guitarist kerry livgren uh who has piled around with um with your guy jp he's he's uh he's been known to, to play a little guitar with with your guy that you like yeah he yeah. yeah. loves there
2: yeah. yeah yeah he um and actually yeah. he's done stuff with uh the third for the fourth guest that we will have this next season he's done a lot of stuff right. with him so yeah. mm-hmm. there's a a little tease so. is, it neil, <laughs> is it neil morris it's Neil Morse. It Morris. is Neil Morse? Oh. You're the first to know. You're the very first one to know. So yeah, listeners, keep it on the download. Don't. Uh, <laughs> don't.
1: Neil and and Phil have a have a bunch of tremendous duets that they've done over the years. So, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I'm I'm very jealous that you got Neil.
2: <laughs> we actually have seen him at a few shows. Uh, we went and saw uh, John Petrucci, and Rob yeah. was like, "Hey, there, there's Neil Morse." And uh, then we went and saw um, Dave Barnes' Christmas, Dave Christmas show. Barnes' Christmas yeah, show. And we, I got, I went up and talked to him. I got a picture with him and everything. It was funny because it was like we just talked to him a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah,
1: great. that's great. Uh, so yeah, the uh, Carrie Livgren wrote it. Steve Walsh was the vocalist on it, and it's, it's obviously it's a meditation on mortality. And, and just the fact that everything that's ever been or ever is now or ever will be is going to be gone someday. And, and it kind of grew out of a just a finger picking exercise that Carrie had going. And his wife liked the melody and said, why don't you write some lyrics for that song? And he brought it mm-hmm. to the band and they all said, that's going to be a single. And <laughs> it, sure, it sure was. It, uh, it only reached number six on the uh, Billboard Hot 100 and the adult contemporary chart was number three on cash box. It went number one in Canada. And as of last year, it was a triple platinum selling single. It's what I like about it. One of the things I like about it, it's just so different from just about anything Kansas ever did. And it was, for me, Livgren's guitar work, Walsh's singing in this one. Um, everything about the way Steve sings this song, even the phrasing from like when he sings... Don't hang on; nothing lasts forever, but the earth and sky. I mean, this 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 is almost one hundred percent guaranteed to bring a tear to my eye, especially the harmony vocals when Robbie Steinhardt kicks in and just takes it to new heights. So, uh, that's my number second uh, number number second. That's (laughs) not a thing. Uh, My second song, "Dust in the Wind" by Kansas. Great choice. Good job. And Uh,
0: also the inspiration for one of the funniest bits in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure.
1: So that's a a good call. (laughs) That's a good call.
2: Dust wind dude <laughs> <laughs> number three for me is gonna be Five for Fighting's America Town album because the second track is Superman. It's not easy. I wish that they- Uh, came out in April 2001. The first single was Easy Tonight. Um, The reason, two reasons that I think this is so neat. The first single was released September of 2000 and then Superman um, didn't come out till April of 2001. So there's seven months between single one and single two. That's like a freaking long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And for everything that, that we like about, superman parenthesis rob loves parenthesis it's not easy um you can go to our we did an uh episode if you go to season six episode five uh we hung out with john Androsic, um and we g- gushed over that song with him for a while so that'll be a tease for you guys to just go here we go super deep on it with him and he's jp up.
0: did you just come to shill for our podcast No, no, i, mean, no, no, I can no.
2: appreciate that i can <laughs> like that's great no, that was not the, the purpose. Everything's of
1: fair game. Everything's
2: fair game. <laughs> that, that was not the intent. The reason is I can't remember everything that we talked about and I didn't put <laughs> down everything. Yeah. Um, and I, I put down the bands on all the others. Um, I didn't mention, you know, Will and Guy and Johnny and Chris on the Coldplay section, but, uh, but with John, it's just him. It's all him, man. You know, I'm kind of a meet the band guy. So there's really not that much for me to, to talk about here. Cause the band is John <laughs> kind of a Way for me to hide my inadequacies, but I do love that freaking song. Um, and I love that album. Um, and I like the, that's the one that is the biggest greater gain of track two versus or second single versus one of all my lists. Like the others are pretty close, okay. but in that one, Superman destroys the others. If that, if that makes sense, yeah. destroys easy tonight for me. So, okay.
0: All right. Good. Okay. I'm going to skip over. I'm going to go modern. Um, pretty pretty modern with this one although gosh i guess it's
1: 10 years or more old now at this point that's how you know you're getting old when when you're modern for us this is a new this is a new song and then you realize a decade's gone by yeah
0: exactly uh but i'm gonna go i'm gonna skip over my next one which was gonna be a boys to men take i'll tell you jp you mentioned boys to men earlier i was gonna be but um i'll tell you i'll tell you later um i'm going with the album some nights by fun probably their biggest and most well-known song is We Are Young, and that was the first single. But the title track, Some Nights, was the second single.
3: Some nights I stay up cashing in my bad luck. Some nights I call it a draw. Some nights I wish that my lips could build a castle. Some nights I wish they'd just fall off. But I still wake up we are gospel.
0: And I got to tell you that's one of my favorite songs of the last, you know, 10-15 years. It's the the production and the like the level of detail that they went into on the production of that song uh and then just the song itself and the just the delivery everything about it is just so wide open. There were no rules in that song at all. They were just like we're going to do whatever the heck we want to. We're going to layer 85 vocals on top of each other and we're gonna do you know what i mean we're gonna use like revolutionary war marching snares and just whatever you know what i mean it doesn't matter at random auto tune in the middle of the bridge why not let's just do it and uh man i just love that level of production is something that uh was like i f- i forgot that i wanted that in my life you know what i mean and when i heard that song for the first time it just absolutely knocked me off my chair. Yeah. So um i love i love we are young i like that whole album but some nights it just go oh, off the charts who produced that album do i
1: remember? don't know um because yeah it's interesting when they go and have a, an album put out where you think that did they did they just sit there in the studio and say what does this knob do what does this knob do, this knob do? <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll figure it out we use everything it's, a, yeah. it's kind of a mutt lang thing uh, yeah use everything at your disposal so i guess that brings me to my number 3 we're going to move into the 80s as we move chronologically we're going to go to 1981 and we're going to go to a song called down under by men at work ah yeah
2: hey. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'd come on a hippie trail head full of zombies, I met a strange lady, she made me nervous, she took me in and gave me breakfast, and she said, do you come from a land down under, A woman
1: so it was released november 2nd 1981 business as usual which came out november 9th 1981 so it preceded the album by a week and it was the second of three singles following who can it be now Uh, which came out in june of 81 and it came out before be good johnny in april of 1982 the b-side was crazy in australia and north america and helpless automaton in europe or automaton as they pronounce it on the album (laughs) and uh it was uh, written by colin hay and guitarist ron striker about an australian guy traveling to various places but uh, and meeting people and kind of talking to, you know, telling them about his homeland. But it was also, there was an undercurrent there of, of Colin wanting to talk about the commercialization and the, um, Americanization of Australia. So it was kind of a little bit of a political underpinning to that song. And you could, you could see it in the, um, in the video. The video was fantastic, by the way, really funny. And And there's this weird moment on the beach later in the, in the in the thing where they're carrying a coffin and that's kind of what the coffin is supposed to represent is that, is that, you know, we're losing ourselves here with, uh, with what we're doing. So not, not many people know about the commercialization angle of that song, but, uh, the course, the, the sad thing about this was that the flute part that catches the ear in this song is actually something that got them sued for the, uh, the little kookaburra yeah. Uh, melody that they had that greg ham played and, and uh, apparently greg ham thought that he had come up with it off the cuff didn't realize that he had cribbed it from somewhere he did not take that well the the, the lawsuit was very stressful for them and he uh kind of fell into some alcohol problems after that started and and um colin hay believes that that stress and that alcoholism kind of led to his his death in uh, 2012 so that's that's not ha- a happy fact about this song, but it's a fantastic song. And as, as much as I love, who can it be now? And that sax and all of that. And the, our, our first, you know, our first taste of minute work here in the U S and, and the video on MTV and all that. I just think down under is just a, a much better song. And uh, it went to number one on the billboard hot 100 and the billboard top tracks and the U S cash box chart. It was number one in six other countries, including Australia and has platinum certification in the U S. Um, it down under just hit differently than than uh, who can it be now and it's uh, the slang usage in the lyrics was neat. I got to learn what Vegemite was and <laughs> it's uh, it's just a really infectious song. So that's my number three. Men at Work, Down Under. Good
2: call. Excellent choice. Yeah. Well, then I'm I'm having to bring in my alternate now because I want to save my last one for my last one. And since <laughs> well, I'll pick my number two, uh, I'm gonna go Blues Traveler four. Mm. Okay. the first track was run around came out February 28th 1995 but the second single uh, was hook April yeah. 29th 1995
3: but I nothing so
2: Um, even though it peaked at number 23 and run around hit number 4 oh, excuse me number 8 um hook is the superior track what a, okay. what, a what a premise um yeah i'm I, i'm not going to tell you to go listen to season 1 episode 18
1: i'm <laughs> <laughs> not going to do that folks
2: not because I don't ever tell anybody to go back and listen to our first season because we we're still finding our sea legs there.
0: (laughs) But that was literally one of the songs when we first started, it was like when we, you know, obviously you just start making a list. All right. What song are we going to talk about? This is before we ever had guests and, you know, had to worry about like you know, putting things in any kind of order. But like we got 18 episodes into the show, which now feels like a joke after 250, but like, we got 18 episodes in and I went, how have we gone this long without talking about freaking hook by blues traveler? It's been 18 episodes. <laughs> you know, we love that song that much.
1: Yeah. That's uh that's, and again, I, I don't disagree. I think it's a better song than the first single, but I will tell you that track three on that album is my favorite song by that band ever.
2: Yeah. Is, is that, that uh so Track 5 is my favorite which is The Mountains Win Again. It's so funny that we sandwiched all that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so track 3 is is uh, Look Around and yep. um, oh, okay. Mountains Win Again is also very very good and and I'm still not happy that they sold it to a beer company. I know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but John Popper has lots of swords and cannons and guns. So let's <laughs> That's right. This is we've confirmed this. this. Fair
1: Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh so that brings us up to Rob number four.
0: Okay, I'm try- I tried to get more controversial as I went. I thought <laughs> part of the fun of this assignment is going to be finding the most narrow space between single one and single two. So um, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna try and tweak some listeners as we go. Okay, mm-hmm. so reaching my next one uh, is going to be a classic, and it's going to be tough, and some people may not agree, but I'm going to 1989. The band is Aerosmith. The album is Pump. Single one is Love in an Elevator. Obviously, it's a classic. Everybody loves Love in an Elevator. Single two is Janie's Got a Gun. And For me, mm, that's just, it's a whole, it's a vibe unto itself. Like Janie's Got a Gun just puts me in a spot. The the, the song, the production, the vocal delivery, the sounds, everything about that, the little whispers you get, the <laughs> like, all that stuff. I just love every single thing about Janie's Got a Gun. Um, that, that is a song that I will never skip or turn down. You know what I mean? That's always,
1: that's always a crank. Mm-hmm. I don't even know that I mean to me that's not controversial because I agree with you. I think Jamie's the a, a better song. <laughs> what do you think, JP? Is he getting Man, it right?
2: You know, I was gonna go I, I actually had an Aerosmith take um as well, but I'm I, I I'm not gonna argue with that logic. I, there was one that I was gonna go, I was gonna go the nine lives album, but we'll save that for okay. another. Okay. So that's uh yeah, that, that's a goodie, Rob. I'll back you on that. I'm not Were
0: you going uh let's see, falling in love is Heart of the knees and um what was, the, what was the second single on that?
2: Takes, I think. So. Uh, what was it? What It Takes.
0: Oh, uh, what? On uh, Nine Lives? That wasn't on nine, hang on just a second. No, it's, it's got the most incredible melody. I just can't think of what it is.
2: Nice. Mm, 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 mm. That one? It's, uh, hang on. Let's just look it up so I don't botch it. <laughs> <laughs> Google Nine Lives. There's a movie um, mm-hmm. that's got a cat that popped up, so don't go to that because that's mm-hmm. not it i think it's a uh, isn't it hole of my soul is that right
0: hole in my soul thank you yes that's it incredible song dude one of my favorite
1: melodies of all time can't believe i couldn't think
2: of it either yeah, i brain farted there that's but another the, uh,
1: sign of us getting older And yeah. i know
2: that was, was on my short list and then i didn't even bring the, the album in here to write it down i was like oh, i'll know that one off the top of my head and then i uh, should have wrote it down that's what happened I I
1: the great thing about this topic is it can be done unlimited times so yeah this is a gr- I
0: loved when you, when you brought this idea up, I was like, what a fantastic idea. I just I love this assignment. It's great.
1: I, uh, I think that it's the other I thing too, know. is it's we continue to pick out different types of songs, different like songs that aren't really close to each other in sound. If you put all these songs on a mixtape, it would make no sense whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. No continuity at all. <laughs> All right, so I guess we're going to go to my number four, and it's kind of, this is what I thought was my closest call between uh, the first single and the second single, the the closest razor-thin margin, and I'm probably going to get some hate mail from some fans of this band because I went with uh, Def Leppard at my number four uh, from the Hysteria album. I went with Women, the second single oh. released August 25th of 1987. Uh, which was uh, just uh, a couple of weeks after Hysteria dropped August 3rd in 1987. An incredible seven singles from this record. That's insane. Uh it followed Animal, which came out July 20th, 1987. And it preceded Pour Some Sugar on Me, which came out (laughs) Pour Some Sugar on Me came out 13 days after the second single. They released their third single. Wow. Give it time to breathe, guys. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Um, and then uh, they also had the title track, Armageddon It, Love Bites, and Rocket were the other singles. The B-side was Tear It Down, which the band later re-recorded and released on the Adrenalize album. And it was the only single from the album not to appear on the Vault Hits compilation. So that's where <laughs> the controversy is. It's like, yeah. <laughs> this was my choice. Uh, it was dark written, horse. By, written by Joe Elliott, Rick Savage, Phil Collins, Steve Clark, and Mutt Lang. Uh, it only reached number 80 on the Billboard Hot 100, maybe because you guys threw, uh, threw the uh, pour some sugar on me out there really quickly. <laughs> no um, kidding. Really <laughs> cut the legs out from under that one, didn't
3: they?
2: Yeah. Man, I, yeah. No, but I don't think you're going to have a lot of support on that, Michael. And I like it. I think as much <laughs> as I was trying to be controversial, your take is definitely <laughs> a lot uh, more scorching than most of ours that we've covered. Yeah,
1: <laughs> see, Animal's a good song. And I, I like women just a little I like women, too. Better. Um <laughs> It's the lyrics are a little problematic, but it's not a great lyric album hysteria. It's a little clumsy attempt to get biblical in the lyrics here, Um, (laughs) but I think it's an infectious song. And although I say I like it better than animal, it's not by a real, like I said, it's not by a wide margin. I don't, I don't love the spoken word part in the middle of animal. So that's probably what gives the edge to women for me. So um, it's not my favorite of those seven singles, but it is a second single that I like better than the first. Great call.
2: I have a hard time. I have to read their lyrics. They're one that I have to read them. I can't pick up on them. Yeah, uh, and they're very quick, dude. Yeah. And they're so similar. Like his words are all the same. Yep. Uh, and what this is not, I uh, know how I feel because I'm. I, I do like Def Leppard. My friend used to say, "What has nine arms and sucks?" But I, but I like Def Leppard. So I'm, I'm with cool you on that one.
1: So. My uncle had a joke. What did he say? What? Uh, forget it. Yeah, I I'll should. get in <laughs> trouble. Forget it. I'll get in trouble. I was gonna uh, say probably you canceled anyway. Let's just move on. I was gonna I was gonna go there, and then I decided it's probably better not to go. there. Yeah,
2: yeah. You're smarter than I am. I should have not talked. All right. By the way,
1: it. I'm gonna do it. Screw it. Uh, my uncle's joke was: What do you call a dog with wings? What's that? Linda McCartney. Oh. <laughs> this was obviously before she passed away. <laughs>
2: Oh, wow, I feel much better about my joke. Yeah. Wow. So, Good. man,
1: uh, please direct all hate mail to my uncle, not to me. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh,
0: before we start round five, I have to say something that I meant to say at the very top of of recording, okay. and that is, Michael, I have to give you props for the lyric quote that is on the home page of your website from the oh. refreshments uh, that we could find a speck of dust and scribble down our life story uh, fizzy fuzzy big and buzzy one of my all-time favorite albums like it's if it's not in my top 10 it's very 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 close and i don't know almost anybody else who knows anything other than banditos if they know anything off that record at all so mm-hmm. gotta give you big props for pulling out a refreshments quote on your home page
1: thank you i that is uh, an album that got me through a lot of uh depressed evenings in college with the help of a lot of alcohol um yeah i i I absolutely adore that album so man it's fantastic uh, and their their lyrics are just amazing them and the gin blossoms um and the connells all kind of got me through about a three-year period where i wasn't in a good place mentally so yeah so yeah i had to put that down i just figured that's a great line to put for somebody that's writing about uh writing about music absolutely so, JP, you want to kick us off oh. with the, our round
2: five? Yeah, finale. So, I've had this guy staring at you in the face the whole night, barely, in my <laughs> faded. So, here's my sting section. So, I was like, do I go... Pl- I'm going to do something sting. Do I go police or do I go sting solo? So, here's how I did it. I was going to go uh Ghost of the Machine because the second track is every little thing she does is magic. Mm-hmm. First, Invisible Sun. I'm like, that's the winner. But mm-hmm. the winner for me and probably this is this is a hot take but this may be my favorite one is soul cage's album all this time was number one was the first one it came out it came out in december of 90 and then march of 91 mad about you comes Ooh. out and that is the first album with dominic miller on guitar and i mean it's the story of king david manu Katche on drums oh, only reached number 59 on the charts, but I think that is oh, the most underappreciated song ever.
3: A snow from Jerusalem. I walked a lonely mile in the moonlight, and the moon stars were shining. My heart was lost on a distant planet that whirls around the April moon, whirling in an arc of sadness. I'm lost without you. I'm lost.
2: Is Mad About You, the drum. I mean, that's a me and Rob have talked that. Well, I think we mentioned it before. That's a that's a hip hop song ready to happen. Absolutely. Um, so that's going to be my pick is Mad About You from Soul Cages by Sting. That's oh, a great pick. I'm I I'm not
1: that. I'm not mad about the pick, but I, <laughs> I but I do love all this time. I would say I love all this time a little more. They. The line. Do. So uh, men go crazy in congregations. They only get better one by one is a freaking yeah. amazing lyric. It is truly a great take, JP. That's, that's why we're friends
0: takes like that is why, is why we connect the way we do, man. That's solid. All right. I'm coming in with what I, what I feel like is kind of a scorcher uh, for, for my fifth one. Mm -hmm. And, uh, maybe not, I could be wrong. You guys, you guys may agree with me and everybody in the world may agree with me, but I feel like it's going to upset some folks. Um, and that's what I'm here for to make people angry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going with an all time iconic album. We're going with the stranger by Billy Joel. And the first single was just the way you are, which is an absolute Billy Joel classic beloved sung at 18 bajillion weddings and you know, whatever, uh, but single two, I'm going with moving out Anthony's song.
3: Yeah. Saving his pennies for Sunday. Mama Leone left a note on the door. She said, Sonny, move out to the country. Mama, working too hard to give you a heart attack. You want to know by now.
1: Who needs a house out from Hackensack? And it seems such a waste of
3: time If that's what it's all about Mama, if that's moving up Then I'm moving out
0: It's got parentheses, which I love, in the title. Um, But I think it's just, I I just like the song more. I don't really have a great defense for it. You know, both songs have their, anything Billy Joel writes is going to be great musically. It's going to be great lyrically. It's, you know, hard to like, kind of reasonably argue one song over another, but just moving out to me, it's it's the better song. It's the one that gets me.
2: Syllabled vehicle ever. Yeah, man. Yeah.
1: Uh I I love the pick. That's a great pick. I I agree with you. I I, I think those are songs that you know, depending on your mood, that's de- going to determine which one you reach for, you know, to hit play on. But um, yeah, yeah. I for years that was my favorite Billy Joel song.
0: So, and it's got a groove that like doesn't really appear anywhere else. Really in his catalog, it's it's kind of a you know um, a, a thing that's just very different. You know what I mean? And so, and even in, I mean, there's a lot, not a lot of pop songs that have that kind of, you know, feel anyway. So I just, I just love it. It stands above for me.
1: Yeah. The cadence of the verses is amazing. Yeah. Mr. stick catch your down on Sullivan street. Yeah. Cross from the medical center. <laughs> that's great. Uh, that's great. Great call. I am moving into the nineties guys as we, as we uh, get right, wrap up our, our fifth round here. I'm going with a band that a lot of people love, R.E.M. Okay. okay. From Automatic for the People, I am going with Man on the Moon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. We'll see you in heaven if you make Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, Andy, did you hear about this one? the past Andy, are you goofing on elk?
1: November 9th of 92 automatic for the people was released in October, uh, October 5th of that year. And, uh, it was the second of six singles on the album it followed drive, which came out September 21st, 92. I remember the, I remember the world premiere video for drive on MTV. Cause I'm an old person. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, then the, uh, the next one that came out after man on the moon was the sidewinder sleeps tonight came out February of 93, And it was followed by uh, Everybody Hurts, Night Swimming, and my favorite R.E.M. song of all time, Find the River. Mm -hmm. The B-side was New Orleans Instrumental Number 2. And the lyrics were written by Michael Stipe. And the music was written by Bill Berry and um, Peter Buck, although the whole band is credited, as they usually did. As good as Drive is, and it is a good song man, this song is just so great. Everything about it, the slidey guitar work, the, uh, there sounds like there's some mandolin going on in the background of that thing. The vocal work that kind of flies in from like everywhere. If you listen to this thing in headphones, you got different, different band members voices coming in at different times. The harmonies on the word moon, uh, just an amazing song. And and it's funny because I think this was one of those albums where every single that came out, I liked the next single better than the previous single. And <laughs> and you know culminating in find the river which i just find a, a phenomenal song. So uh my number 5 REM man on the moon.
0: Great call. Love it. That's probably my favorite REM song. I'm not the world's like i don't go deep with REM so i'm mostly a singles guy with them but that's probably my favorite.
2: I freaking I'm so glad you mentioned that album because i like i, I feel like everybody likes everybody hurts but i really like night swimming. Yeah. Um that's a great song. I think that's a that's a goodie. The uh Solid. I, i tell you one thing I, I kind of didn't put on my list because I thought amidst us, I figured someone would put it to get the, I figured somebody would put free bird. Cause that was the second huh? I was like, give me three steps was the first one. I was like, okay, that one will get chopped by somebody. <laughs> but uh, this was a lot of fun, Michael. Thank you for letting oh, us. Yeah. Oh
1: wow. man. Thank you guys for coming on. This, this was fun for me because it, it allowed me to go, you know, go through my collection and I would, I would go look something up thinking, oh yeah, that's a definitely a good one. And then I'd find out, wait a minute, that was actually the third single, not the second single. I thought it was the, you know, and there would be another single that I forgot about. And then I would be like, why did they put that thing out as the first single? That (laughs) didn't go anywhere. (laughs) So there were so many of those, but I feel like you know obviously it's it's all subjective and we might get a ton of comments that say you guys are all idiots and you, you and the first single was better in every single one of that. these instances yeah. whatever but another day it, in our life it, yeah <laughs> it's it, it's it was fun because i think it it does show you that um you know maybe when we're all on different pages then the record companies or the bands themselves in some instances that uh this was a, a fun little exercise it, 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 and and you don't know really what the What's going to speak to people when you put it out there in the world? Yeah. Yeah.
2: True. And this was a great, I'm telling you, the topic was so, I can't tell you how excited I was. Rob sent me the, he's like, here's kind of what he wants to cover. And that night, I was like, okay, Rob, let me get some guy. Like I was already in it, like that very night, my stack of CDs and I was whittling them down and vinyls. And I was like, okay, what are we going to, how are we going to make this happen? So great, great topic, great show. Thank you, Michael, for letting us, uh, as peons come on and be a part
1: <laughs> now. Uh, come on. I'm the self-deprecating one around here. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> the, 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 the first one I thought of when I, I thought of the topic without one in mind, but the first one that came to my mind was that men at work one. It was like, it was like just off the top of my head. Well, I know, I know for a fact down under came out as the second single after who can it be now? And, and I like that one better. So there's probably a ton more. And, and like I said, I didn't really even look at this very long. I just started hunting around and it, it really came together pretty quickly. I could do probably 10 more shows like this and, yeah. <laughs> and you know, or even you go deeper, you go third single or fourth single, like, yeah. uh, you know, JP's I got, got a, a bunch of fourth ones.
2: Dude, that's the, that's the thing that uh, I'm so glad I got clarity on. I, that's the first thing I asked Rob. I was like, dude, I was like, does it have to be number two? And he's like, yeah, I was like, cause if we start going thirds and fourths, like <laughs> not a chance I could narrow this thing down. There's yeah. It's good calling that Michael. Well the, said.
1: The funny thing about this, topic how it came about is that i was i was just singing i was actually singing to myself iron maidens seventh son of a seventh son and i started screwing around with second son of a second son then went second song of a second song (laughs) "Hmm, there might be something there that we can do it just kind of was. that's just how my brain works it doesn't work normally and um (laughs) but i'm glad you guys uh, had fun with it because i when i approached you guys i i definitely always had planned to come find you guys and and talk about your show. Um, I always love to support and and promote the shows that I listen to. And I just wanted a topic, you know, and I was like, I don't know if they're going to like this topic, but if anybody will like this topic, it's probably me. That's right. It's just dorky (laughs) enough for us to latch on to. It really is. Yeah. So why don't you tell everybody again where they can find you guys online? Um, I don't care who does it. Both of you, either one of you. That uh, great
0: song is kind of the hub and uh, you can connect to all the different podcast players there or just listen online. Uh, you can search through the archives or, you know, we've got pages that are like if you want to listen to shows from the 90s, they're all there. shows from the 80s or songs from like icons, you know, I- icons. I don't know why I said icons, um, but like, uh, you know, everything's there and that's probably the best place to start. And that way you can get it in your favorite, you know, in your favorite player or find a find an episode to love uh, really easily. So, uh, yeah, and we start season 11 on february 7th is that right jp february 8th. february 8th yeah excuse me i got my date wrong february 8th starts season 11 so uh coming right around
1: the corner okay so new episodes drop what on wednesdays for you guys wednesdays every wednesday yep okay all right uh you want to give out your socials
0: Yeah. uh, Instagram is mostly where we're hanging out now uh, at great song pod. We also have a Facebook group that is a lot of fun. We've got a a really nice community going on there. The group is called great songs and the great people who love them greatly. Uh, Or you can just go to facebook.com slash groups slash great song pod. I also have to put in a plug for A new show that I'm co-launching in March that is going to be a sister show to the Great Song Podcast, which is called Cinema Snack Bar. Uh, Myself and Zeke Tucker, we're covering uh, the movies that you love and the foods that help make them awesome. So uh, we're doing a little movie reviews, a little cooking, a little recipes. It's going to be a lot of fun. And that launches uh, March 7th.
1: Awesome. Well, and you're on Twitter as well. Did you, I don't know if you mentioned
0: we're that. on Twitter as well at great song pod, not as active there anymore, but yeah. And I'm, I'm on Twitter personally at worship nerd. I don't ever tweet there anymore, but you, you're welcome to follow me if you want. And you know, JP is on there at, uh, at penny trader 10 and he doesn't really tweet either.
1: So I don't know, you know, <laughs> but they're there. Yeah, they're there. <laughs> so, you know, we can bump up those follower counts. Who knows? Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. Thank everybody for listening. Uh, you can go to michaelsrecordcollection.com, find links to all my stuff, uh, sign up for my free newsletter. You know, all my social links are there. You can sign up for my Patreon or at least go look at it and see if uh, any of the extra value uh, appeals to you for, you know, supporting this independent endeavor. No high pressure sale here from me and, uh, like the videos and uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel and all of that good stuff. Rob Alley, JP Mosher, Great song podcast. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show and, and and doing this topic because I would have probably done it by myself in my uh, in my den here, uh, but it was more fun to do it with other people.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. It's been great. We'll do it again sometime. Yeah. If, you have us back, if we haven't uh, over, over data, <laughs> welcome. We'll, we'll come hang out again. I had a, a good time.